Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal. And joining me is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time. Cool. Cool partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hey, What's bud. doing, Brian? What up, everybody listening? Hell yeah. Also joining us, it is my brother, our producer. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello, friend. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for this episode. We have a lot of shit. The manga started popping off. The Xbooks are popping off. I am so excited to get into it. So let's not waste any time. Let's get directly into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. And that's on Instagram as well. Hell yeah. Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to find me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Ooh, yeah. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a weekly really good chapter of the week audience poll where you guys get to decide what your favorite chapter is, and we will reveal the results on the show. Uh, so follow us. It comes up every Sunday or whenever the chapters comes up. Uh, you know, the afternoon, a couple hours after the chapters come out. So uh, follow along, cast your votes. Uh, we do have the winner for this week, and I'm excited to reveal it. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about, uh, comment below on any video you're watching or uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. And we'll uh, read your comments on the show, whatever. You know, let's do it. Let's interact. Um, if you guys want you can subscribe to us on itunes spotify pandora amazon music wherever you listen to podcasts we are on there there are a backlog of episodes that we don't have video for if you're watching it exclusively through video so uh check it out uh and if you are listening on audio we do have a youtube channel that you can click on the link inside of wherever you're listening it will take you to the youtube channel uh so yeah get it on subscribe like smash that like button you know do, do all the things. Uh, and I think that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's get into it. Spoiler alerts. It is time to randomize. Black Clover. This is... Yeah, this is Black Clover Chapter 293, Smash Injustice. Uh, man. It let's I this was crazy. Let's get into it. So we start off with Luck just lightning bolting through the fucking halls uh on his way to I guess save Magna or whatever. And he senses this yeah, magic. Yeah, he'll help his friend now. Yeah, he's like this magic. It's and we cut over to Dante versus Magna where Magna just slammed the shit out of Dante and uh Dante's just like you why how dare you? You punched me in the face. <laughs> You put my back on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> and uh, he starts to levitate all this rubble and starts like throwing it at Magna. Oh my God. But Magna just came out with the three piece. Just like, bam, bam. He is killing it. Uh, very into it. Uh, Dante thought he was slick. He would come in with the sword. But Magna comes in with that mean sidestep. Counter punches. But he also takes some damage to himself. Uh, 
and Dante just starts talking some heavy shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you're not the one. He literally says, you're not the one. <laughs> you're not it. You're not that guy. What the fuck is you talking about? You a side character ass <laughs> motherfucking father. That's it. For real. I'm just here to make you look to make you just here to make me look cool. Yeah. And make everybody tight. You're mid magnum. You're mid. <laughs> You're mid, bro. You're a fucking plot tool. Glorified. What the fuck is you talking about? Young nigga. Hold these rocks in the sword. My magic's so cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of that. Basically. And all of that. He's like, no, a grotesque creature like you could never give me jo- supreme joy. Uh, and Magna's yeah. like, mm, yeah, that's right. I'm just a peasant. But you know what? Luck's a peasant, and he's got like all this crazy shit going on with him. And ever since he reincarnated as an elf, he keeps getting stronger. And then there's sure also that. Asta, who's just uh, the goat. He's just the greatest of all time, and he doesn't. He's also a peasant. He doesn't even no have magic. magic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we flash back to uh, Magna going up to Yami, who's just chilling on the couch reading the paper like a boss. And uh, he asks, him, like, why did you ask me to join your brigade? And Yami's like, I don't know. I think we did. I just thought we'd had a lot in common. You know, we're both like kind of street punks out here, you know. Yeah. And also because you look like the gutsiest one out there. And man, does Magna prove it because we cut back to the present and he just keeps boxing fucking Dante out. Uh, it's kind of yeah, he's, he's out. He's out. Yeah, he's he's out working him, man. For real. This is really like an Epo fight. He's taking hits. He's not even trying to dodge. He's really coming out here like full swing. Yeah. Uh, and Dante full keeps inboxing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Dante just keeps like hitting him and regenerating and all that stuff. And he's like, do you see now? This is reality. It's unfair, unequal reality. No matter how an inferior like you struggles, it's all pointless. And he comes in with the finishing blow. But oh man, then Dante's whole demon form just disappears off of him. And he's like, wait, what? Huh? He's a regular ass man. Yeah, a regular ass man with a six pack. But that's nothing in this universe. Uh and he's like, whoa, what happened? My devil power disappeared entirely. And he's like, what did you do to me? And he's like, I didn't do shit, you idiot. We're just both out of magic. And yeah, he basically explains like, and without magic, you ain't shit. <laughs> but guess what? I'm still the man. And then he just delivers the most delicious uppercut right into the fucking jaw of Dante. Just... A real fun, mm. yeah. It it really is. Oh, just, I can't wait to see the thumbnail. <laughs> you already know. Blam. Blam. <laughs> it was sublime. I'd say ten out of ten. Oh, that was excellent. Yeah, Dante. He's to his credit, he did not just fall because he didn't. Yeah, just get, no, no, no. Yeah, he, he took that. And he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just delivered. They they do another Epo style, just like. Uh, dual strike what was it when they both like hit each other at the same time uh, and then uh, the Naruto cha- Sasuke yeah and uh, the chapter ends with Luck and Asta and Noct all arriving at the same time and just completely in awe as Dante falls to the ground defeated and guess who's standing there just like Rah! 
The main enemy is dead. Well, he's not. Not the main, but man. But, yeah. You know, one of the top. Yeah, the chain link. Mid kid. Fuck is you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, and the chain disappears as Magna just like is. And he emerges victorious. Man, okay, so right out of the gate, this is the audience decided really good chapter of the week. Mine I put two because uh, it was <gasps> mine as well. Whoa! Come on! No, what? hey, hey, hey! Listen, I'm not there. Uh, there is one oh, that edged it out. There. I think you know which one edged it out, in my opinion. But it was this close because this is the first time I read Black Clover, and I actually physically fist pumped in the air. This was an amazing chapter. Uh, I really don't know which one is number one. What? I really don't know which one is number oh. one for you. You're going to get reminded today. I really hope it's not what I think it is. Certified. Wait, this is yours. Oh, that's crazy. Whatever. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So. By the way, quick side note before we continue real fast. If you guys want to vote for the really good chapter, you can just hit us up on Twitter. We do it every week. Uh, Yeah. And let your voice be heard. Uh, But yeah, I think Black Clover actually won 60 something percent of the vote. Uh, It won by a pretty big margin. We even got some comments on the poll saying that, like, man, I couldn't resist. This was so good. Uh, and, man, I'm not mad at it. I think, like, if there's – it was a rough time for me deciding which one was my favorite because Black Clover oh, was man. such a great series this week. You know what, guys? With all the chapters being really good this week, I'll let you I'll, – I'll give you guys this one. I'll give you guys a slide for this one. But next week, <laughs> I expect – Better, okay? I expect better from you, audience, okay? Jesus. I know this is all subjective at the end of the day, but I can't help but feel somewhat disappointed. Here's here's why. you guys, but not picking this number one. Here's why. Here's why. I don't... I, I, have, I can't... I've been brokenhearted by this type of thing before. If they stick with Dante, I will regret <laughs> with Dante being down. Oh. I'm afraid that they saying. won't take it back because yeah. Dante's a big deal. I'll, I okay. actually would be genuinely shocked if they literally let him down here. But as it stands, I love this chapter. Uh, Magna's just climbed up, shot up way up into my favorite characters of Black Clover. And he was pretty close. I really liked Magna before, but now he's just like ultimate respect. Uh, if you box your opponent to death, I mean, you you box your way into my heart is what he I'm saying. He wasn't dancing around, you know. Box your way he, to my heart. At it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I I loved it, man. See, this is what happens so, when Black Clover kind of steps away from Asta for a minute and does some cool shit. I'm here for it, man. I'm telling you, man. All right, it, go for it. it. I'm sorry, you know, I keep cutting you off. It could deliver. It could deliver. No, I, I I agree. I agree with you saying, and um, I had that in my mind. I had that immediate thought, like, "Damn, I hope he doesn't get up." Like, "Oh, you insolent fool!" Yeah, and he's not really defeated. Or I won't even be mad if somebody else revives him because that still counts as a magnet W. Yeah, I'll do right? that. But, but with it, that, listen. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying with that, I'll forgive it, but it can't happen next chapter. It can't. It can't have yeah, yeah, yeah. We can cut to somebody else and then show us this later. Yeah. Let us save this. Yeah. But look, um, 
our, we already said that this week is crazy. Can't wait to get uh, more into the rest of this series. But listen, genuinely, it is so rare when, Ma- well, like at this point of, of me went, or, like reading manga, where I'm genuinely surprised. Like, genuinely had no idea. And it was just executed so well because honestly, it comes down to the courage of Tabata. Yeah. The courage to make one of your tertiary characters. He is. He, he is. really is. He's a squad eight ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't even Shikamaru. Uh-huh. He was he's that cool guy. I don't even remember who Squad Eight is. I don't remember the, the I think that was Hinata's group. What else? Yeah, well Was she known okay. Cuba? But I could be wrong. <laughs> Comment he below Shino. if you know. He needs to see all the group. He's like the the wolf guy. Yeah, Kiba. <laughs> yeah, he's don't Eber, fucking bro. diss he's, him like he's that. Eber, my nigga. Nah, hey, come on. Ooh, who's getting dissed? Magna. He's not the Kiba of the group. No, he <laughs> was. No, this is what I'm trying to say. Is like he kind of was just that whatever guy. That he was just the guts guy. But bro, like putting him on this stage. Like and having them duke it out, and then for the main character, not like for the for the main character who we all expect to save the day, he already knows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure like he hears the noise and knows that people, if they're not critical of it, he knows enough people talk about it. So he puts Asta and then his his best friend, who's also a guy. You feel me? Yeah. Like like on, on a pow- like so for them to show up and to see him as the winner, I just it was just the moment and the emotion. The, emo- the, emotion the emotion in the moment. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I can't say that the other ones did it for me as good as they was. Oh, man. Only, only X-Men. Hey, was. Man. You know what? I, <laughs> I will defer all that. I agree with you 100%. And uh, here's another thing is that, like, this was, like, just pure shonen joy that... Yes! Tabata just happens to know how to tap into sometimes. He really does get it. But this was just like pure. This is like, I really read this. It was like, this is Epo. It's giving me the feelings of me. <laughs> it's really. Yo, and it was in it, man. Yo, he was <laughs> weaving. He was doing the Dempsey roll. It was wild, dude. Yo. Oh, my Speaking God. Speaking of Epo, Viz, get on it. Get on it, dude. Get, he get on Epo, all right? I'll tell you what. It's not It's not Viz's fault. Morikawa doesn't want it digitally put out, Epo. Like, he doesn't like digital manga, which is, I'm like, come on, Boomer. You wrote one of the greatest manga of all time, and you're not going to share. <laughs> Do I, it? Must I buy all that Takabon? Am I have to gonna I gonna have to learn Japanese and buy all the Japanese Takabons from like Book Off or something? Because they have them. I'll do it. Do it. Do it. No, I, I learn Japanese. It's a lot of work. And then translate it for me. I'll write it in crayon. Um, uh, I okay. So <laughs> back to Black Clover. Uh, yeah. Takamura talks about Ipo's dick. Listen, if we had like this is true. Uh <laughs> I forgot about that. You forget that's like a big thing that 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 they harp on in that series. Wow. First of all, no pun intended, right? And oh, No, no, they literally talk about, talk about <laughs> No, they literally make constant jokes about how people I remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, I wait, wait. All right, so back to uh, Okay, so yeah, it it really just does depend. If this chapter had given me like full clearance assurance that like yeah, Dante's down because of Magna and he's not going to be back for a while. Then I'd be like, probably RGC. I, I've had my heart broken by Black Clover too many times. I, I respect your opinion on that. <laughs> uh, I do. But I if, do. If, it, if it turns out to be true next chapter, 
I'll give it a retroactive RGC. I'll, I'll bend the powers. <laughs> wow. I'm, You're going to pull the, the, uh, the power move? Yeah. The super flex? I mean, I could do whatever I want. After all, I am the you unbiased sure king. He <laughs> <You> sure can. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we spent enough time on Black Clover. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, worth, worth the read and the wait. And I, man, go Magna, dude. Go wow. Magna. You'll never catch me talking this positively about Black Clover again. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was gonna love. No, it. I really thought this was gonna be our IGC for the simple fact that he knocked that nigga hey, out. Man. Listen, I read this I first. Forgot about the uppercut. I read this oh, first, man. and I was like RGC. But then something else happened, and I was like, "All right, come on! It just—it's this close. It's like photo finish. Like they had to look." You know, he was slumped on the side, right? Who was? Your man's the devil guy. We got his name already. Dante. Gravity devil. Dante. Yami. No. Dante. Dante. Yes. Oops. No, yeah, he got fucked. All right. All right. You know what? I will though. I will give Magna beating Dante ass whooping of the week. Yes. Because it was a, a complete and brutal ass whooping that put in work. You know? Yeah. He put in the work for it. And um, I guess that's it. Without further ado, I think it's time to randomize you guys. Dragon Ball Super. Ooh. This is Dragon Ball Super Chapter 72, Saiyans and Cerulean. <laughs> it's so weird. Cerulean? Uh, it's Cerulean. It has to be. Cereal, like cereal. So it's Cerulean. Uh, <laughs> last we left off, uh, yeah. Vegeta and Goku got conned by the most sus-looking people on the planet to go halfway across the universe and fight somebody because that's what Saiyans do. Which is honestly, to be fair, consistent. They did this in Broly too, where they were just like, hey, "You gotta come help us," and Goku just wanted all the smoke, so he went. <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't. That's really. It's just an excuse. That's all. It's yeah. Just an excuse to go out there and catch right. Yeah. So you're like, oh, word! Somebody thinks they're the strongest. <laughs> Have they heard like, about man, me? I've been training forever. I just want to scrimmage. Yeah. They're literally like, "This man destroyed my home and and destroyed my people." And he said he was yes. the strongest. And he's like, he said what now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Saving your people or whatever. But this Excuse dude really thinks he's the strongest, though, for real? <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of me. What am I? <laughs> uh, but in any case, they get to the planet and uh, they go, he's that way. So they go that way. Uh, meanwhile, Gas and Elec are going to some random planet. We don't know what it is yet. They're just going to a planet. And Gas is like, man, I don't like it here. I have some weird, there's bad memories here, dude. So. One of the best about it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll get there eventually. Um, so Goku and, um, and Vegeta are flying through the air. And they're like, this place, there's like a bunch of ri- rubble around here and some ruins. But this city doesn't seem to be attacked at all. And right as they're passing by, they just like get sniped by energy balls. Uh, go Ve- Vegeta immediately just goes Super Saiyan. And right, I thought it was so funny that go that Goku didn't, but then I realized, oh, 
yeah. try to, you know, use the god. Well, yeah. Whatever. It's the equivalent of just like pulling out your gun immediately, like, oh, who's there? All right. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, they dodge some more. Goku is just train using this as training, uh, instinct, uh, ultra instinct training. And they finally land and they're like, all right, we, this is the fucking fireballs were coming from this spot exactly. But yeah, more come out of nowhere. Uh, they're just running away from these energy balls. And at some point, Goku just gets, like, hit from behind. Like, he just gets sniped in the back of the neck and drops him to the ground. Um, Vegeta gives him a Sensu Bean, and they both power up to Super Saiyan because Goku's like, all right, I guess that was silly of me to not be at least a little Super Saiyan. Uh, And they find find Granola just standing there, and they blast him. He teleports behind them, and they're like, oh, because... I mean, I feel like that's like a Dragon Ball Z drinking game. It's like, how many times can somebody just teleport behind somebody and they get surprised? Um, <laughs> uh, so they're basically like, yeah, y'all should y'all do that shit too. Like, you should know. You should, yeah, <laughs> Goku exclusively does this. Uh, but yeah, they're basically like instant teleportation. No, it's even faster than that. And I'm like, how? <laughs> faster than instant <laughs> even more instant come on <laughs> extra instant instant instanter transport transmutation instant <laughs> <Instistist>. <laughs> oh man and no he's pretty gangster though it was it was you pretty know, cool it was pretty menacing yeah he pulls up and he's like I have no name for the technique it's just a small fraction <laughs> of my gangster <laughs> yeah. Plus, I just started doing it thirty minutes ago, so you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll this is fucking out. easy mode, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically did say that. Yeah. So you know, he's you like, "You ain't seen nothing yet. This ain't even my real <laughs> character." Yeah, he introduces, <laughs> he, introduces, he introduces himself. He's like, "I am Granola, last of the Cerulians," and he's like, "They're like fucking cereal, bitch." <laughs> All right, Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking their great superpowers. Yeah, he says Cerulean's. Vegeta, you know this rice crispy little motherfucker. And, and uh Oh he made a whole crater, damn. Yeah, he goes up like How did I miss that? Yeah, he just floats before. up and he's like, I'm tired of your shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know what a Cerulean is. And then he just blasts the ground. Goku and Vegeta like dodge it and yeah, they're just like, whoa, okay, so, you know, he's already hit you once, so I guess, Goku, I'll let you go first. <laughs> and they do that thing where they, like, they have to decide who goes first. But thankfully, it's not like an argument. Vegeta's just like, I'll let you go first, because he sniped you in the back of the neck, and that's pretty shysty. So Goku goes down. Vegeta lands on one of the uh, ruins and just kind of uh, stands back. And watches the situation from afar. Uh, and uh, Granola asks him, like, where's that ape form you guys are f- known for? And <laughs> your monkey ass form. <laughs> yeah. And Goku's like, oh, wow, you really know about us. I mean, I can't do that transformation anymore, but I can do this. And then he transforms into Super Saiyan God. And he's like, this is Super Saiyan God mode. And he's just, uh, Granola's like, God, bold claim. Um, 
So they start fighting it out. Um, this guy is really fast. Goku's actually kind of surprised. He starts to use Ultra Instinct uh, to dodge all his moves. Um, and it starts to work for a while, but then he just catches Goku. Just like, Kyaw! like with an A-Palms move and it hits him right in his vital spots. Uh, and Goku just falls to the floor. Um, so uh, Granola explains, is like, yeah, you're pretty fast, but I could tell that your body moves on its own before your brain even processes incoming attacks. But even if you were flawless, you can't hide your vital points. So, yeah, he explains further that his right eye, that eye that he keeps covered up with that thing, it can is basically the Byakugan of this world where he can just kind of like look into your body and see your blood flow and, you know, see how your muscles move, you know, similar to like seeing being able to see the chakra system. Um, And Vegeta is like, whoa, this is starting to sound familiar. Then he looks over to the city and then. He's like, oh, wait, it's all coming back, kind of, sort of. Uh, let me get a closer look. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty silly. I'm not going to lie. Oh, wait a minute. But is this what I think it is? <laughs> and uh, Investigation Vegeta. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Did my race do genocide? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Probably did. All right. So, <laughs> probably did genocide. <laughs> 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 Granola just like starts arguing with Goku and he's like, You will pay for everything you do. Goku's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and no idea what you're talking about, bro, but I'm down for the fade anyway. Yeah, he's like, I know you're holding back, so fucking fight me with all your power. Goku goes Super Saiyan Blue. And they start to clash again. Uh, meanwhile, back at the old destroyed home of the Cerealians, uh, uh, Vegeta arrives at this gigantic uh, ape footprint. And he's like, oh, shit. Now I get it. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Um, as Vegeta is like, oh, I know who he is now. This is crazy. Um this is a good chapter. Glad to see that. Uh, yeah, glad to see that Vegeta's not the one going first to get his ass beat. It's mm. good. Yeah. For the first time, mm. Goku's the one who goes in and acts as the test dummy for the vi- for the main <laughs> villain of the arc. You know what? I, I was... They did that against Fru- with Frieza too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He he's been doing it for a while now. Vegeta's been the first one to get his ass beat for a couple of arcs now. So <laughs> it's nice that Goku decides to. You know, be the one this time. Yeah. Hopefully this is... I mean, we say this every arc, it feels. But I feel like this is going to be a Vegeta arc where he comes in. <laughs> and he's, like, trying to atone for the Saiyan sins and, you know, try to make something for it. Um, I mean, that's the hope. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, like, thematically, I think they've been building this with Vegeta for a while. You know, his he's, like, genuinely trying to atone for the sins of himself and his people. He did it on Namek against Moro. Uh, this is like a constant theme. And I'm glad that it didn't close there because, you know, Vegeta did a lot of shit. <laughs> and, you know, there's not one action that's going to make it better. It's going to be like a series of redemption uh, redemption moves over time. So I feel that. I hope they keep to that. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, overall, just a fun is a better ex- than expected even uh, meeting of uh, Granola and Goku and Vegeta. Uh, I am enjoying it, kind of. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. You guys have any thoughts? Um, Toriyama, please, please, for the love of God, stop teasing us with Vegeta arcs. Give us a Vegeta arc, for the love of God. We want one so bad. <laughs> he says, I'm never going to give it to you. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh. Oh, you want you want a Vegeta arc? You want a Vegeta arc? Yeah, he keeps pulling it away from us. Yeah, but I don't know. You guys are ready to move on, user. Yeah. All right, it is time to randomize. Undead unluck. This is undead unluck chapter sixty-four as it stands. I am. Um, last we left off. Uh, Shen took one for the team. He really like he he did like a whole Piccolo move, protecting uh, his people with his own body. Uh, and he's got a massive gaping hole in his chest. He got to meet his sister in the almost afterlife, and um, she basically willed him to keep going for a few minutes. And we left off with him requesting of Mui to kill him, please. And we thought that he was using his untruth ability somehow to make her do the opposite of kill him but instead he really did mean it he says he is dead ass he said please kill me um and turns out there's more of a plan to this than uh it seems uh he he wants her to take the prayer bead artifact that is able to kind of store zombies zombie slaves into it and uh use it on shen you know once he dies uh, so that Shen would live on as Mui's zombie bodyguard, which is a direction I did not even remotely expect. Um, Mui's like, no, wait, I can't fucking kill you. What's going on here? If you become if you become one of the the Zhangxi, then you'll become a soldier of war with no will of your own. Uh, and she and she's like, we should fucking. I brought so many artifacts. Let's try to heal your wound instead. Here, take these pills that heal things. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to need to swallow that. And I have my insides are obliterated. They are no more. Yeah. So I can't have the scent to be. Yeah. Sorry about that. And then he's like, she's like, we can warp back to the base. And uh, yeah, they're basically like, we can't make move do anything. You know, he's, he's too fickle to follow orders. And, you know, it's just becoming kind of, uh, it's a lost cause at this point. Mui asks, it's like, why did you, why did you uh, bother to save me? You know, I've been nothing but trouble and I haven't been able to do anything for you. And uh, this is interesting. Shen actually responds by asking her, do you know what the activation requirement for untruth is? And Mui didn't know this apparently, but we, we know this as an audience, um, where yeah. you know she sees it as when you see somebody you see a strong person who makes them want to makes you want to fight them uh and shen so is like that's not exactly true you know it's like i've been living in the small world this whole time and uh, my only rule just like my world only consisted of those three rules is just kill the guy who killed my sister but then he found mui and it changed his life and it helped him realize for the very first time that untruth requirement is to be fond of the person within his sight. Uh, 
and Bowie was the first person that that happened with. So that's how he found out how to use the untruth in the first place is because he loved Bowie so much that he could make her do the opposite of what she says using untruth. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, at that point, that's when um, Foucault pulls up and throws the prayer beads at her. Fang tries to do the fucking... He tries to snipe them with his gigantic bow staff. Again. Yeah. And um, Mui grabs the fucking prayer beads, stabs uh, Shen in the chest while proclaiming her love for him. And the bow staff lands, exploding. And and, uh, Fang is like, ha-ha, well, look at that. It looks like Unluck is dead. And time for your true power to be... uh." And we cut over to a two-page spread where the fucking bow staff has just like is is under uh, Shen's foot, and Shen is a full zombie fucking soldier guy, uh, dedicated solely to protecting Mui. Two-page spread, triumphant, like it's mighty peculiar. All I did was die and come back to life, but I'm positive as it stands that I am the strongest that I've ever been. Jin Chai. Jin Chai. Jin, is it Jin Chai? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I change it every time. Me too. I mean, these two page spreads have been actually like incredible back to back. Yeah, he's really. Damn, good was the one before it too? Yeah. I mean, look at these sequences, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'll tell you what, man. This was an, another amazing chapter. Uh, for one thing, it was. It was I did incredible. not see this coming. It really did take me. I didn't either. One hundred percent by surprise. I didn't know that they would like actually kill off Shen. I don't really know what the meaning of what this means for the series going forward in terms of Shen. If Mui is just going to be part of the team with Shen as a support character on her side, um, he's probably just going to always be out like Pikachu. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that'd be like, funny. You know how he's a Pokemon, but he's yeah. also just kind of one of the characters that's around. Yeah, it'd be or like me out. That's right. Yeah, more like, like me out because he could talk and he has a will of his own. Really. Yeah, and he's a smarmy asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. This is cool, man. I, I, I wonder like if he gets to keep his negation, um, being a zombie. It's it's very interesting. This has been a great arc for uh Undead Unluck in a in a series that's just been kinda like steady good. It just like spiked up really fast in the last few chapters. Uh fantastic development for Shen uh and Mui. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Hmm. I can't wait to see what's next yeah. for Undead Unluck. I I wonder if they're gonna be thing now uh, i i thought maybe they'd save him for later because he's kind of like a god he's mad od powerful yeah i want to remind you he he did catch a bullet with his with his toe toes yeah i mean who knows i would like it if they like if they are going to defeat him it takes like maybe not next chapter but the chapter after that'd be pretty fire yeah and they make it like a real cool fight um but yeah i mean not much to say it's it's a uh, it's interesting, like, you know, with these really good chapters, all we can do is just be like, that was so good. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is, right? It's all, it's I mean, I'm here for the positive vibes. Shonen Jump has really put right. out the fucking heat this week. Uh, and Undead Unluck was no exception. Very uh, excited for that. But I'm I'm ready to move on if you guys are. Yeah. 
All right, it is time to randomize. The X books, uh, starting with New Mutants, number mm. eighteen. Uh, Before you start getting into this, Chris, let me ask you something. I feel like we spoke about how we felt about New Mutants with the last issue, where I felt like I explained what I didn't like and what I did like, and I feel like you did too. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can answer this towards the end of of this comic. But I really need to understand, like, what do you really enjoy? New Mutants. Do you really like the story that they're trying to tell? Hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe keep that in mind when we revisit that. For sure, end. for sure. And I have a reason for asking that. I have a good. Cool. I have a. Good, I have a decent answer, I guess. Um, I do have an answer for that question, but I guess we should get yeah, into yeah. the issue itself. Um, for the last few issues of uh, New Mutants, it's all had to do kind of with uh, resurrection stuff. There's a couple of characters that need, you know, resurrection protocols and have specifically asked for crucibles for Moon for Moonstar. I think her name is her name is Danny. Uh, her real name is Danny, um, and she's denied two people, but she has said yes to Jean, who is Karma. Uh, and we open with them at the Singing Falls in Krakoa. Uh, Danny manifests uh, the. Uh, an astral projection, I guess, of Jean's brother, uh, Tran, who, you know, is uh, Karma's brother, but they share a soul, essentially. Like, she's he's been trapped in her body without any agency. She can He can just kind of, like, dwell her, in her mind. And he's she's been trying to find ways to, uh, to separate them and bring her brother back to a physical form. Uh, and the best way they could do that right now is that by... Uh, Doing the crucible with Danny, uh, and uh, Karma dying, she can use their ability, let the ability to die and resurrect, to become her own person, kind of separate the consciousnesses. Uh, because the reason they weren't able to psychically separate them before is because uh, the bond between the two siblings is just really strong and it's really difficult. They've been melded together by more than psychic means. It's like a magical thing that no. X-Men really has experience to that degree of. Uh, and we open, we continue on uh, after Tran, uh, after Jean uh, tells Tran the story, their plan, and, you know, they're, agree- they're in agreement. Uh, they start the Crucible. Meanwhile, we go with the second story. There's like a couple of floating storylines in New Mutants. The other one is dealing yeah. with a uh, Rus- young Russian mutant named Known Girl who has just been kind of like warped by her mutant ability and she has been desperately trying to uh regain a, a normal body uh and with after moonstar has denied her f- uh a crucible and defentation so that they could resurrect her with a normal body she has been going through other means uh using what they learned from the sextants combining you know your powers with something else uh, somebody else's powers to try and body swap with other things in order to become a normal person and scout one of the X 23 clones uh, or, you know, kind of sisters now is basically asking is basically on the fence with this whole plan uh, because it's not just no girl. It's a couple of mutants with like physical uh, external, like kind of mutations that really show them, 
you know, one guy is literally just water. So he's just trying to be solid again. And she goes up to one of the new mutants uh, and asks basically what to do in the situation. It's like, hypothetically, is it wrong for people to be seeking, you know, this body swap thing? And she presents it as a hypothetical. Uh, Jimmy responds this like, I don't know. I mean, I think you should just follow your instincts because, you know, I think you know what you're talking about. I know where you lean based on how you present this to me. Uh, and I think you should follow your instincts because I think your your instincts are true. And she basically says, all right, cool, thanks. And she goes off to help her to talk to her friends um, as the Crucible continues. Uh, no girl is watching this Crucible kind of feeling hurt Bummed. yeah it's, yeah she's she's sick yeah because she specifically asked danny for um a crucible and she said no and so did uh wolfsbane she's also watching the crucibles like man i also asked this lady to help me like damn i i don't think uh wolfsbane asked for, for a crucible but she did ask to help and danny just didn't come through for her so she's also feeling betrayed. Danny's fucking up left and right. <laughs> I'll say that. I mean, she's doing what she can yeah. for her friends. No, yeah, I agree. Um, right. But in any case, uh, they're about to work on some more shit, uh, you know, body swapping stuff. And um, Scout comes through and is like, hey, I don't think we should be doing this. Uh, I think Shadow King is using you guys. And I should know I've been used all my life, you know, so I don't want that to happen to my friends. And she basically gets uh reprimanded because she doesn't understand what it's like to be them to not be like physically normal for lack of a better word to always be like carrying these mutations around on their face on their bodies so you know they're they're in a they're in a shit position as well um this is also interspliced with the finale of the crucible where like sean is kind of like battling with her inner doubts that I guess her brother used to be a villain. I don't know too much of the history between the two, but her brother used to be a villain. And she's like hesitating because like, what if releasing him into the world is a mistake? And, uh, you know, what if I'm doing wrong by doing this crucible and separating myself from my brother? But in the end, she resolves is like, look, Krakoa is a fresh slate for everybody. And that also means my brother. It's not up to me to decide, you know, what he'll be. He has to make that call. And if anything, we'll deal with him. We're stronger than we've ever been. We're more together than we've ever been. So, yeah. The Crucible ends. Uh, Danny ends up killing uh, Jean. And we cut over to uh, Scout being led into the dark, scary forest by Wolfsbane as she introduces her to Shadow King and is like, maybe he can help you explain what we're really about. That. Yeah, I'm like... And man, kudos to Scout. She goes. She looks at the Shadow King's eyes. Is like, yeah, you don't scare me, Shadow King, and I won't let you mess with my friends. And I'm like, cool, good for you, Scout. Yeah, I can regenerate. Yeah, I ain't scared of shit. Ching! I got claws. Then I got claws. I got you, one claw. You, you stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've lost the energy. I've lost the drive. Yeah. I actually yeah. think Shadow King is pretty dope. Shadow King is kind of cool design. Um, but anyway, uh, Jean passes away, uh, and we cut immediately to her resurrection and, uh, Storm is there to invite her as she does with most people who are resurrected. They usually do this whole thing where they're like, look, 
it's kind of weird propaganda thing where they're like, look, mm. she's back. We've resurrected her. It's kind of the culty part of uh, of the Krakoan uh, whole saga. And yeah, it is. I don't know. They do reveal that she is her own woman. You know, uh, her brother seems to be cast out of her soul. So it doesn't show uh, her brother anywhere. Yeah, because he's supposed to get revived too. Yeah, I figured that he would be, but maybe, you know, next issue he'll just be back. Um, I wouldn't mind it either way, but that's where the issue ends is uh, Jean is resurrected as her own person, and presumably uh, her brother Tran will follow. Uh, And that's where New Mutants ends. Uh, So, back to the question. Yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I'm on and off with New Mutants, and even when I'm on it, I'm not hyper-enthusiastic about it. I did like this last couple of issues. I felt like I was more invested in this particular arc for some reason. Uh, I feel like uh, it doesn't help that like the New Mutants like, group is not around each other enough, and I don't really know much about yeah. them. This is the one in the first place. This is one of the few X books yeah. that really kind of like calls on their past continuity. This is one of the actual yes. teams that were a actual team together before and have a lot of history together. So I, f- I feel kind of out of the loop or, you know, like kind of like a, I don't know how many are there like ninth wheel. It's <laughs> so to speak. I mean, it's, it's totally different from let's say the situation going on with Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops, right? Mm-hmm. Is it new and weird? Absolutely. Uh, well, that's not the point. It is new and weird though. <laughs> But, like, do we know who the characters are? Sure. Do we know why they put them in that situation? I guess, yeah. Because they they had relations with each other before. You know, Jean Grey and Wolverine and Jean Grey and Cyclops. So it makes sense that they would share. It doesn't make sense, but I could see why that would happen with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where like, So, again, we understand who the characters are and in the context, but it didn't really matter. Man, I'm losing my train of thought, bro. I'm sorry. My point is, it it leans very heavily on, like you said, like um, on the actual continuity of New Mutant, and I just feel so out of the loop. Yeah, I feel like I'm just missing this big piece of the pie. And here's the thing: I'd like to believe that most of these books, if they don't represent something, they at the very least are driving the series in their own way and telling this grand story. I really believe that New Mutants is just purely this slice of life situation where most of the conflict that's going to be contained in it is 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 going to be about the characters. And if you don't know about them, then tough luck. Yeah, <laughs> you're just not going to enjoy it as much. I just it just feels so hollow sometimes. Because I mean, you look at this fight between Danny and 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 Karma, and it's just like, all right. <laughs> well that's crazy i guess i want my soul split too or whatever yeah i i get it you know i i understand the dynamics between the characters i feel but i don't feel like the heart i feel like i'm supposed to you know like i i don't feel for these characters like all oh, the gang's back together type of deal which i think is supposed to be kind of the vibe um as far as like its place in the books I do think that like it, it's it's supposed to be like a mirror on an education system of some sort because these yeah. the new mutants are responsible for teaching the younger mutants. That's why they've kept the name of new mutants is that they're basically teachers 
They're like school teachers of Krakoa. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I could see, I could see it becoming much more interesting. It was really kind of like a, you know, like a checkpoint type of thing. Like, you know, at this point in time and I, you know, I'm not too hot on it, but I, the art, like, like you said, the art is really good. I mean, I, you can just tell by reading it, it's just a high quality comic that comes out. Yeah. And I feel like you're missing out by not reading it. Yeah. I mean, it just, is. I kind of wish it was a bit, I don't know. I wish the writing was less heavy on the yeah. callbacks. That's well, all. If you're not on one of the X, the even... mystery is interesting, though. I like the, I like the story with the kids. Yeah. The Shadow King stuff is cool. Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. I just wish they delivered more on that front because I think that's the most important thing. Because uh, I don't know half of the new mutants. You know, I know who Cipher is. Wolfsbane. Yeah. Wolfsbane. I know. I'm a little more familiar because they're getting a little bit into her backstory these days. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm saying this arc felt a little better because it actually dived into the characters. While that's, I think that's the thing is that like if they start diving into telling these more personal stories between these characters, I think we'll get more out of it. If they're going to be slice of life about it, I would like to at least see that kind of focus. Uh, but I, yeah, there's like you know it's hit or miss, and there's like a a lot of stories going on at once here, a lot of which rely on the past, which we're not super familiar yeah. for. Yeah. Um, but hey, if you're New Mutants fans, uh, I, I'd really like to know for people who read who read like the past New Mutants, how's this series sitting with you? Because for me, it's like really hit or miss. Uh, it's not my favorite X books. One of these days, I want to rank all of the ones that's ever come out, just so we can have like a fun, comprehensive list. Maybe when the manga is out one week, but uh, it's an idea I've had. Uh, but yeah, this is like kind of like a, in the lower tier for me, uh, just because I'm I'm missing that core heart that I think it's supposed to be hidden. Uh, but please let us know how's uh, how's New Mutants hitting you if you have a familiarity with these characters. Are you enjoying it? You know, email us at New Jump City or uh, comment. Email us at New Jump City Pod at gmail.com or comment below. Uh, that would be pretty cool. But uh, if that's all, uh, you want to move on to the next X book? Oh, shit. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to show a better you and like higher quality. Your man's Brian. Br- yeah, Brian, you get know on this. Who that is. Do you remember the face? This is okay. So this is X Men number it's twenty. Time. Brian, you're moving. who's that? You don't know. You should know. You read House of X. On, let me see it again. Look at the face. Don't you have it on screen? He is the product of 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 unrelenting ingenuity and effort and love. It's Nimrod. Apparently. On, let me look because yeah. It, uh, okay, so this is X Men number twenty. Uh oh boy! I mean, I'm gonna break the rule and just say certified very good issue right off the bat. I mean, there's only it two. Doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. we was talking about it as soon as the podcast started. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm giving it anyway because certified I like the drop. VGI. And this is for Josh. I'm saying it on his behalf as well. Certified VGI. Brian just froze. <laughs> uh, all right, there he is. Um, in any case, it should be the audience VGI. We don't have a vote for it, but you we should know. It's come on. It, we're not going to have to make the drop for it, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. Okay. So, fresh new story arc a little bit. Um, we are starting off at uh, Forge's warehouse, uh, Forge's lab, where uh, Mystique is going down 
to uh, to gather a weapon. They have a very Hickman esque conversation. Uh, very <laughs> about the fun. a borderline annoying. <laughs> it was close, but it was okay. Yeah, I had the faith, my unwavering faith in my Lord and Savior, Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, because like, all right, even Forge gets to be a philosopher. <laughs> Forge. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a smart guy. I mean, I love I Forge. Mean, yeah, I think Forge is I like dope. Forge, yeah. Every time, every time Forge shows up, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he gets very uh, hickmanized here, um, and I'm not gonna really describe. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at at the end of the day. Basically, Mystique goes down and asks him to make an ultra double mega super triple double mega weapon. <laughs> 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 I want <laughs> really strong. I want a really, really strong bomb, and he makes it. Uh, he Mystique describes it as a microscopic singularity generator, and I'm like, "All right, Manhattan Projects, I love you so much, dude. <laughs> you be coming up Thank with yeah." Uh, he comes in, and she's like, "Basically, it's a black hole bomb. And if I like set it off, it'll be a black hole. Destroys the. I don't know if it's going to destroy the whole Sentinel City." Or, or the orbital si- platforms system stuff, but you know what? We'll at least take down the forge and uh, we'll prevent Nimrod from coming back online. Or, uh, or at least have sig- significantly delayed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and this is like part of a deal that uh, Mystique made with uh, Xavier and Magneto, where uh, there's a little backstory. Uh, Magneto and uh, Xavier are working with Moira. She, when they established this Krakoan thing, she established very firmly, do not resurrect any clairvoyants or, or any future seers. I don't want to see none of them motherfuckers there because obviously she has some long-lasting trauma with them, uh, seeing as how she was killed by Mystique and, and Destiny back in the day. Uh, she's basically, I don't want them around. Fuck them. Uh and Mystique, who's here and is in a relationship with Destiny at this point, she's trying to earn her resurrection back. She made a deal with uh, Charles and Eric that if she does this mission and she succeeds, then sh- they will resurrect Destiny and they will break their one rule with Mora. Uh, so they go to the... Or- that Mystique knows yeah. that that's a rule, but yeah. Yeah. Um, they go to the Orcus Forge and... They uh, they revealed that scientist lady that keeps popping up here. Uh, she has fully created Nimrod, basically. And Nimrod, yeah. for people who don't know, is basically the thing that will eventually wipe out all mutants at some point. It is just like a, the strongest sentinel ever, like the top of the top. You can't get no better than this sentinel. Uh, you, the mutants will be, no matter what timeline, the mutants do nothing against this guy. Uh yeah, so they can. I mean, he destroys all the humans. Also, that's yeah. another thing. Yes, I mean, <laughs> it's not great for anybody if he comes back. Uh, is is the point? I here. feel like the humans know it too, and they're just like, "What? That's the risk we'll take as long as well, you guys aren't the best." I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much the mutants know, and I don't know. I don't know if it would be helpful. No, I mean the just humans. Told. I think no, the no, that's humans... what I'm saying. I don't know how much the humans know, and I don't know how much it would. Like really, like about the future because I think this is knowledge exclusive to mutants. But who knows? 
I feel like they're just gonna. It, it just may. It doesn't matter because they're gonna go non. The point is they hate mutants and they they want to exterminate them mm-hmm. because of the fear of yeah. them. And uh, they're like they'll go to those extents. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. Um. So yeah, this lady comes in. She has like the basically empty husk of Nimrod, and she's like, "Here it is," and she's holding up the crystalline, uh, information thing that even the mutants use to a degree. Um, and she's basically like, I have yeah. all of my husband's memories, which if you remember back in X-Men number one, I think, or like those first few issues of X-Men, the X-Men actually went to an Orcus Forge on a suicide mission to destroy this forge before. And, uh, her husband got caught up and it sacrificed himself to save everyone. Uh, and she's like, I have all his memories right here and I'm going to put them into this Nimrod body and it's going to be cool. My husband's going to be back. And it works. Uh, Nimrod comes online, uh, which at that moment I was like, "Oh, damn!" Yeah, right. Like what? This... Already? Yeah. Damn. Okay, so like I thought this was gonna be a race against if they could activate him or not, but then she just cut him on, and he was like, "Hello, Whoa. hello." Um, guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> My, my wife. I feel. <laughs> yeah. His uh his his memories start to come back. He's like, My wife, you're back. I'm back. We're back. Uh I feel so strange and robotic. Oh, so robotic. Oh. And she's like, That's because you are a robot. You're like a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Robot actually spouse. <laughs> I can't help but kind of feel for these two because like I do and it's fucked up. It, it is fucked up because these guys are the villains. And oh, they're the worst. They're but the they absolute worst. But they also like were the victims of the X-Men's most shisty moves ever. Uh it's just like their suicide mission that turned real grisly and fucked up a lot of people. Um so in a way, that's how I feel for these two. It's kind of weird. And this is the funny thing. They're having this really touchy moment, and they're just like, oh, I'm back, my love, my wife. I'm here with you. And then Nimrod just stops like, that's a mutant. <laughs> He's just like, there you go. Uh, what's that? That's a mutant. And Oh, that's a mutant. And uh, there's something inside of me that knows. Mystique is immediately like, this is shit. Dead. And uh, they immediately start popping off. Uh, Mystique activates the bomb and uh, it starts to expand. Um, but Nim- everybody tries to get away. Nimrod actually stays behind with the uh, scientist lady and is like, I'll handle this. He makes he makes shadow clones of himself. He's like, duplicate. 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 Uh, and he goes, he sends one of the duplicates after uh, Mystique. And he stays behind and makes like this weird force field around the bomb. And he tells his wife, is like, my wife, you have to go. I know we just reunited. But, you know, this is the only way to keep you alive. And she's basically explains like, wait, no, if you if you if your host body gets destroyed before, like all your memories fully return to you, you're only going to be left with what you have right now, basically. Like you lose, you lose part of your memories with every body that's destroyed of yours, and uh, basically he's like, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Uh, you resurrected me, and you know that like I would rather die than lose you. So, duplicate. Yeah. 
and he takes her away. He's like, get away. I will save you. And he goes down with the Orcus, sh- uh, the Orcus Forge and he manages to just like save everything. Uh, it's fucked up. But, his, but himself. Yeah. Technically. I mean, his, to a degree. His, his mind. Part of, yeah, a lot of his mind is, like, his memory, him as a person, like, his essence is gone, and all that remains is this kind of, like, robotic thing. Uh, But, yeah, uh, man, with the fucking clutch play, Nimrod comes through. Uh, The duplicate Nimrod finds Mystique and just chokes her, and he's like, look at me, mutant, you have failed. And I'm like, damn. He says, when you return home, tell your masters that I was born today. Your fucking worst fear, bitch. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough. And y- y'all fucked up, and I'm going to remember all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not only that is he here, he's v- actually mad at them. <laughs> like, he has a real grudge against the mutants now. Because, like, the like I was just born. I was the happiest I'll ever be. I, and you caused my creator misery and pain. So, you know. I'm coming for you. I am Nimrod, the hunter. And he blasts yeah. her into the portal. Like, with a laser. He didn't even have to do that. He just went like, bam! You caught it with, like, uh, man, I, I know I'm always with the Smash Brothers references, <laughs> but, like, Mewtwo has, like, a throw where he, he tosses you and then throws shots at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just he tosses him and blasts and hold that shot at yeah. the I'm not even going to go to the other side. Well, I guess you can't. Yeah. just the machine. Yeah. He's like, I'm coming back later. I was just born. So I'm going to chill for a minute, but I'm coming for you. Uh, and we cut to the Orcus station later. Uh, I th- I remember this robot guy, kind of. I just don't remember his deal right now. I forget who he is exactly. I just know he's a I know he's around. And I remember this lady, this bald lady. She's also like a cyborg. Like, yeah post-human type she makes it all the way to the future yeah she yeah she makes it all the way to the end of time basically uh and basically they're like how is she inconsolable and man this old man says it best he's like to dedicate yourself wholly to correcting a wrong and then to be robbed of victory by those who committed the original sin Oof. it's funny too because mystique was one of the people on the original suicide mission so yeah it's the original, original sin. Like, it wasn't just some other mutant. It was the same mutant. Yeah. Uh, Poetic. Yeah. Um, and she's like, man, and this old man just kind of takes, like, pride. Uh, he basically asks, like, yo, how many yeah. were hurt this time? And the cyborg lady's like, surprisingly, nobody. Um, which is crazy because the build, the bomb they brought was, like, literally designed to destroy us. Like, catered like tailor made to destroy us specifically and this old man is just like <laughs> isn't that crazy what a joy what, what a res- revelation and he says something like very uh you know it's kind of funny it's kind of like a play on like the x-men trope of uh, yeah. they don't they hate, they don't hate us they fear us because he's like yes they hate us and we hate them that's the current state of mutant and man but all their arrogance the bravado the bold declarations of inevitability don't you see, Omega? Those words are in conflict with their actions. It's obvious, isn't it? They don't just hate us. They fear us. And I'm like, whoa. That's what the X-Men were saying like about humans for a time. It's kind of fun. 
it's kind of fun to see like that juxtaposition like flipped a little bit. Yeah, that to be hated and feared. Yeah, you know, uh, it's true, man. That was uh, that was well put. Yeah, I mean, damn, I felt like I had something to say, but you, you, I feel like you just condensed it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you think about uh, it, we, I, we could, uh, I couldn't uh, let you say it, but. In any case. Nah, I mean, I was just gonna say it. Aside from like just like looking at it big picture wise, like that, just it it just only gives them so much more confidence, you know, because they're looking at it as the threat that needs to be stopped, and the way they've been moving, you know, they know they've had to put their foot on the on the pedal, you know, to meet their goals or whatever, and. I guess this was just a sign to show, like, yo, we, we're on the right path. Like, mm-hmm. they, like, That's you know, and plus, yeah, the fact that we dodged this attack, like, yeah, you know, it's just more motivation. It, it's key. Like, Orcus ain't going nowhere. We already know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a what a crazy thing. Uh, we cut over to Krakoa, and Mystique is just being freshly resurrected. Um, and they're like, oh my God, this, this is, was crazy. Yeah. This is where shit starts to really kind of like pop off. Uh, and, and <laughs> it's crazy with the amount of shit that's already happened, but Mystique comes out and they ask her is like, what happened? And she's like, you know what happened? You know what my, <laughs> you know what my brain says? And she's like, we want to hear you say it. And she tells them I failed. It's online. Nimrod is online. And they're like, damn it. Damn it all. Um. Yeah. And Xavier's like, man, this changes things. Uh. But yeah, now they know what they're gonna do. They seem to have like a contingency plan in place. Uh. And they don't. They don't uh, say exactly what it is right now. But as they're about to go off on their plans, uh, Mystique is like, "Wait, what about Irene?" And they just look down on her and they say, "What about her?" What about her? Yeesh. I mean, man, we don't see a lot of Xavier and we don't see a lot of Magneto. Like, we see them around there. They take place in other X-Books. But, like, they're so shady in X-Men. They're more, more figure X than yeah. anything else. And this is just like... A, this, this. I think this made it very clear that, you know, I, for anyone that's been holding on to any hope that, oh, this... Is still Charles Xavier mm-hmm. that we know from the movies to always be this nice, cool guy that really had this old. Yeah, he's he's different. He's he's not playing any games. Yeah, and I understand because these these Orcus people are fucking insane. I mean, they're gonna turn everyone into robots. Yeah, I mean, in and theory, just, like conquest over mutants, like Xavier and like Magneto specifically have been through every one of these timelines because of what Moira showed them. Uh, so, you know, in theory, they've lived everything that Moira's lived. So they have, I'm sure they're holding on to a lot of that, like, darkness, you know, within them. And speaking of the devil, they go off to emerge, they, they go off to, like, put their plans into place as we get this little caption that is, you know, kind of what Destiny actually says to Mystique at some point, I think in one of the House of or Powers of X issues, you know, um, and as Magneto and Xavier pull up to Moira's no place, where she's just sitting there, and man, oh man, you know when Moira shows up, it's about to go down. Uh, yeah. 
yeah so she pulls up and in the meantime we hear destiny goes uh there will be an island not the first but the last this place will be will seem to be a hope for our kind when those days come remember these words bring me back and if they cannot if they will not then burn this place to the ground and then the next page this fall inferno uh and this is the book that X-Men that Hickman is presumably leaving X-Men for. Uh they he's doing a a revitalization of an old X-Men event actually called Inferno of by the same name. And yeah, that I, I think Inferno's coming in July or so. Uh I don't know exactly when, but I know it's coming soon. Uh and I cannot wait. <laughs> uh I am so fucking pumped. Uh do you want to say anything, Josh? Yeah. So, all right. Two things. One, oh. I read this before I read New Mutants. Mm. By accident. Because I just went straight to X-Men. I mean, um, I, I didn't even you. think about the order. I don't I blame for- you. I completely <laughs> forgot. And I wanted to bring that up to say that this, this series truly is being done in such a way that you, you, you just have to follow it. And if you're not sticking to just one book or maybe just two and you know what i'm saying like you, you really have to follow the order of things or it's going to completely change the tone it, it can potentially change the tone of how you look at things so i after this i started reading new mutants and i couldn't help but feel like damn like shit is really about to change for these guys like they're not it's not going to just be a peaceful little island and shit is sweet for the mutants i mean maybe for a little while longer but it occurred to me why we're in the brain era Mm -hmm. of brain of X. And it's not so much about showing them being completely superior and just like reaching these unfathomable heights. I mean, they are, we're seeing that with sword where they're really taking control of the galaxy. And we're seeing X Corp is going to show how they put a stranglehold on like, you know, the, the earth marketplace. Mm -hmm. So it, so we we see how they are being successful and stuff, but I think all of that's going to change very fast. Yeah, and uh, oh, if, like like a lot sooner than we thought. For sure, if you look at the, like the future slate of books, um, we are we do have the gala still that is mm-hmm. is seems is, is going to actually like kind of change a lot of shit as well. Um, yeah, there's going to be a trial of Magneto story that I'm sure will come out of the gala. Like some something that went down in the gala is going to have Magneto go on trial. Uh, and then we have Inferno, which is a Hickman event. And if you are familiar with Hickman events, they're grimy as fuck. Like they get really dark. Uh, I, if, if there's any X book that that's going to be so fucking crazy, I cannot wait for, uh, for Inferno because I remember secret wars and I remember, uh, I remember infinity. Infinity was like even grimy. Like there was like, Hickman does war stories really well. <laughs> and I yeah. think that's what this is. I, I'm I'm hoping that Inferno is going to be X-Men versus uh, Nimrod right now. Do it in the present <laughs> to save the future. I don't, I don't know. And we also um, have like the storyline that Mystique's probably going to have to turn coat. Yeah. That, I, I, I think Inferno is going to be a story about Civil War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably going to be Mutant Civil um, War. And I think that that's when you even think about way of X, right? 
and you're like, why now? Why this book now, right? And I feel like it starts to make sense because, this, you know, this, whatever Kurt develops is going to be so integral to, you know, I guess, like, the leadership and guidance of mutants when shit hits the fan. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I don't want to make any predictions, but... I agree. No, I agree with you. This... With, I feel like what this book did, th- what this was, more than anything else, really was like a, a, a setup book. Yeah, it was. It's like a, it's like a, like a interlude getting going into the gala, which I believe is like the, is probably going to be like the midpoint of the rain event. Mm-hmm. Inferno might so, be the end know. of it, and then we're going to move on to the next era of Hickman's uh, X Men run. Uh, yeah. I don't know where this is going. I mean, the X-Books are such a slow burn. You know, you kind of even... It lulls you to sleep almost. And then all of a sudden, like, you, like Hickman slowly turns up the heat in his X-Men series. You know, he starts to put... Every, every X-Book is a piece of the puzzle. And it's starting to come together a little bit more now. Uh, I'm very excited. This is... When I saw that two-page spread of Inferno, I'm like, that's what he's doing! <laughs> Big old event! <laughs> I'm excited. Um, but the experts were cool this week. Uh, X Men was fantastic. Uh, yeah, incredible. Yeah, but uh, I'm ready to move on. If you are, yes. Then let's go. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 149, Perfect Preparation Part Two. Last we left off. Uh, Maki's dad raffle stomped her uh, in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and we ba- we cut open to her uh, dragging Maki and Mai into this dark room while talking shit. He's like, "Believing you had broken my blade, you stepped in close. That's why you're no good. You fucking see me as a swordsman, but I'm not a swordsman. I'm a sorcerer. You know, you can't judge me by the standards of someone who is worthless." And I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> come on, dude." Um, and he basically, he just continues on. He's just like, as I said, I became, I did not become the head of the family because of you two. My older brother's technique, cursed technique doesn't much, have much of a history. So his technique was not even a factor. It's not even important. He just got to be the head because my children were worthless. Uh, and he basically throws them down these stairs. He's like, this room is usually for training. We keep countless grade two and lower cursed spirits here, and they're keeping back because they're scared of me. But once I leave, they're gonna f- they're gonna fucking eat you. So you know, yeah. I'm like, jeez. He's like heavenly restriction, physically gifted. What what of those things? In order to fight, we sorcerers train every day. Maki, your strength is nothing compared to nothing special compared to others. Farewell. You are a stain on my life. Foof. I hate this old man. <laughs> yeah, but I bet you don't hate him more than he hates his children. I mean, I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't think anybody hates him. So I don't think I can hate anybody as much as he hates his kids, dude. That's it's insane. Oh, he cannot believe how worthless they were. <laughs> you guys cost. Me. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, he, like you guys cost me everything. Um. Mai manages to get up and check Maki's pulse, and she's still alive. So she starts to use some kind of cursed technique, and they op- they both wake up on this beachfront. 
and um, Maya explains like you probably understand my curse technique. Uh, I, if I make because I made this, I'll probably die. But you know, good luck and goodbye on your own. And Maki's just trying to put it all together. He's like, wait, what? What's going on? What? What are you talking about? Come back here. And Maya explains that like. Twins are inauspicious for sorcerers. Basically, to gain something, you must offer something. In a way, suffering makes us stronger. For us, as twins, uh, the rule doesn't apply. Cursed techniques treat identical twins as one individual. And that's why they're both kind of deficient in one area or the other. Uh, so, Mai may have cursed technique, but um, what is it? That she can't see cursed spirits? Or I know she has like a cursed technique. Or maybe she has just limited uh, cursed energy. And Maki just doesn't have any at all and no cursed technique. So basically, like, as long as she explains, like, as long as I'm around, you won't get stronger. So, you know, I'll leave only this and throw the rest away. And she asks her to make a promise to destroy everything. Everything, big sister. And we cut open back to reality as Mai and Maki are intertwined. A blade emerges out of nowhere, basically. And Maki is the only one alive. Mai has passed away. As the cursed spirits just start to converge on them. Uh, man. Oh, look at that guy with his arms just so... Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they look so... I love the cursed spirits. Yeah. No, it's so funny. Yeah. It's um, creepy. So Maki's dad, <laughs> Ma- Maki's dad thought it was sweet. He was like, whoa, what the fuck? He turns yeah. around and just the wind just like flies out. He's like, whoa, the cursed spirits are gone. What happened? And then he sees like a silhouette of Maki and Mai. Maki just climbing up the stairs, leaning Mai, Mai against the wall. He's like, my body remembers, but I tried to forget this fear. <laughs> and man... <laughs> Maki pulls up looking like Toji, uh, like uh, Megumi's dad. The guy that beat up Gojo. Yeah. And man, he is shook. He is shooketh. He cannot believe it. (laughs) Yeah, his eyes, his dark, his pitch black hamster eyes bulge out of his fucking skull. He can't believe what's happening right now. (laughs) He's like, whoa. He immediately immediately goes like, curse technique, lightsaber. Uh, and he's like very well with my own hands I will burn you to the bone and next page two page spread as he's shouting so let us fight my worthless child his head's already like lopped in, in half uh, Maki just like samurai I'm already behind you Brook style you're dead Yeah, I already cut you yo ho 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 gone and yeah, he just falls to the ground dead. Uh, first of all, one of these. And Maki is victorious. She looks down and she's like, my, let's get started. Uh, He's dead, dead. Yeah. Okay, so this is my certified really good chapter. Of the week. RGC. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> this is mine too. Certified <laughs> RGC. Josh, you look so disappointed. How could you be so disappointed? Certified RGC. I'm not disappointed. I'm I'm surprised. Why? I'm really surprised at Brian. Hmm. And all right. 
this is late. Let me let me let me start off by giving my thumbs. So this shit was so crazy. I had to go research what heavenly restriction was. I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to understand what is going on. So I went to a wiki and I understand exactly what happened here. They're twins. And when you're when you're a sorcerer person and you're a twin, your power gets divided. Mm-hmm. Maki having no cursed energy, even though I know even though Maki didn't have any cursed energy because of her sister, I guess, took it, took all of it or whatever. She couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't make like a ritual to have for like have heavenly restriction or whatever like that, mm-hmm. or to get heightened abilities. All right, so basically, like heavenly restriction takes form in, in different ways. I'm just reiterating this for anyone I may not remember, right? Like, uh, there it could be expressed where like uh, some people sacrifice their like ch- like a large amount of their cursed energy to get like heightened abilities. Some people are born a certain way. Like apparently there's a person that's like handicapped and they're always in pain, but like their cursed energy is in- like incredibly strong or whatever. So he gave you know he sacrificed physical parts of himself. Okay. Um. Anyway. As soon as her sister gave her life, all right, no, all right. So Maki could never—that's the name, right? Maki, Maki. Yeah, Maki can never achieve heavenly restriction, even with even with the lack of cursed energy, because she was linked to her twin. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all it really came down to. So her twin gave up her life so that she could achieve heavenly restriction. And as awesome as I thought that was, I kind of felt like there was zero buildup for it and she turned super duper strong kind of just instantly yeah i don't know that rubs me a weird kind of way i will Still say awesome it was i love i love seeing her dad get chopped in half and i like that that maki's not useless and dead this is awesome i love what this means for the future but i mean it, so you know if you don't mind me cutting in there, I think um, there's a reason why she's super strong right off the bat, because it's kind of like, you know, she's been training her whole life to be strong without it, you know, to be strong without this kind of power, you know, and she was already super skilled. She was already like starting to, you know, come to her own, her her own. And now she has this power to kind of amplify her true skills, you know? Like, um, oh, it kind of like makes sense that she's this strong. But to be fair, her dad was kind of a fucking loser anyway. Like she was beating him like without this power beforehand. He just, you know, used curse technique. And that's how he got the upper hand. Like it was clear that she was the more skilled against her own father. So we don't know what her true capabilities are yet, but we know that her like at least what we can see her potential uh megumi's dad which is pretty fucking high <laughs> yeah yeah that for sure and, and I, you're right i mean it, that makes sense that i guess like the it's just like she shouldn't have had this level of power already but because of the twin situation it was just holding her back so it's like the heavenly the heavenly restriction came on and all it did was amplify what she was already what she already could do yeah. And again, like we haven't really seen this. This isn't really much of a measuring stick because she, he probably wasn't that much better than her anyway. 
Yeah, uh, I'll say this. I I'll give you that. You know, this whole twins rule isn't isn't built up. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I like, she even had a twin. I I don't. I remember my. She's the one with the gun in the Kyoto, uh, exam thing when they're fighting in the forest. Oh. Uh, she yeah. She was around. She she's been an established character for a while now. Um, I will say this. Yeah, that whole rule about the twin, while. I kind of let it slide because, you know, it's not like it doesn't feel so much like it. Like, it doesn't feel like, you know, a very convenient thing. It kind of makes sense within the logic of the world. Uh, to a degree. Yeah, I'll say this. It doesn't feel like an I don't. My issue is that not that I feel like it's an asshole. We'll go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is that the specifics of the situation is just, I wish it, they could have gone into it or at least hinted at it a little earlier. So it, I guess, like, yeah. you know, it may, it would make sense now. I think that's what Josh was saying. Yeah. That that he they didn't really build up to it at right. all. And I kind of agree with that, too, I, honestly. I felt like this but was that's still... But, sorry. No, no, it's all right. Like, I feel like it was kind of, like... Like, it wasn't enough. Like, if the ending wasn't so fucking cool, My Hero Academia would be RGC this week, Okay. But the ending was so fucking badass that I was like, all right, all right, Maki, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, we, it's we yours this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, felt, I felt like this was, this was always going to be the situation. It's something he planned. But he just felt like, yeah, I'm not going to make a story about this. I need to kind of get the gears going. And I don't know why. Maybe, maybe again, like this is maybe just me feeling away. And I say this with my academia too sometimes. And I'm not the author. This is my fucking story. Yeah. But it just feels like this was something that would have been way bigger if there was just more to it. Maybe even if her sister was with her going to the house and they had to fight a few people along the way. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like a two, three chapter kind of little mini side situation for them for us to build you know i mean you remember who she was but i completely forgot and i think that matters well i like this time i remember some of these characters when they bring them back I'm like oh yeah yeah you, i don't remember this girl with the gun what was her power what did she her, do? oh that's why that's another thing is that like she transferred her cursed technique over which uh my has the ability to basically create something out of nothing with her cursed energy the bullets she uses is her, in her revolver are cursed energy. Uh, so she creates these bullets from cursed energy in her revolver. Is it, does that make sense to you? That's her ability. She can create bullets from cursed energy. Yeah, she wasn't very strong with it. And Maki was like very strong physically. So that's why like she was always the better of the two despite the fact that she had like this cursed technique. Curse, yeah. Is that Mai, Mai wasn't that strong with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I and that's why this blade appears kind of out of nowhere, is that Maki seems to have her cursed energy, cursed technique of being able just to create shit. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, and you know, I'll I'll also grant you that I think you're right. I think it probably would have served with a little bit more of them being together and doing shit. But at the same time, they do have like kind of this conflict. They did have this beef for a while. Uh. I'm I'm refamiliarizing myself with Jujutsu Kaisen through the anime, so 
some of these things are still kind of fresh in my mind and that's how I remember her curse technique and all that stuff and that's why I remember her as a character. Um, I'm trying to do a read through of Jujutsu Kaisen again because my memory sucks, you guys. I'm very sorry. We forget things on this pod all the time. But um, yeah, that's why I felt I felt like this was like a good kind of closure to their story, even though, you know, I could have used more down the earlier down the road um, that Mai leaves sacrifices herself for Maki in in hopes of a better future for her. And, you know, because these two wanted to like break the establishment of their family, both of them kind of like were looked down upon for not only being women, but being women who weren't good jujutsu sorcerers and putting dirt on the family name. So I don't know. I feel like this is like kind of nice. I think the reason it kind of beat, <laughs> it, it kind of beat uh, Black Clover, because if it wasn't this, it was definitely Black Clover for my RGC, no question. It's just, I don't know. I guess like I have a little bit more of a connection with Maki. I think like, like you said, even in our Black Clover talks is that like magna was just kind of like a tertiary guy where maki was kind of like more present than magna is in his series you know yeah. like i like maki a little more and i i enjoy i i'm I, more invested i, I could say that as well too yeah I, and i'm glad that she's alive I, i'm glad that they didn't just kill her off you know what's funny at the beginning of this chapter i thought that that like he was secretly going to train them because he said this place is a training ground right <laughs> but no right. he's just going to be like like just real like harsh about it yeah it was like you you will get stronger you know what i'm saying yeah like oh okay yeah that's what i thought i was like oh i'm gonna bust your ass real quick and build you up yeah break you down build you up yeah but nope he's just an asshole all the way through you're the abusive shit yeah 100 percent a garbage man Uh, he was so scared and and saying this is a fireblade yeah let's fight yeah, part of it was also the satisfaction of him getting his fucking head lopped off for being such a piece of garbage. Um, but I'm excited for it, man. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of felt for Maki, uh, I, or I feel for Maki more. Um, I thought this was a really cool chapter. Very cool. Implement- like, Maki has powers now, you know? She's like Rock yeah, Lee if Rock Lee suddenly could master Jutsu, you know? Yeah, well, you know, with the gates. Yeah. If we was able to get more of that outside of the uh, ninja world, yeah. But oh, whatevs. Hey, uh, we're getting that now in a spiritual successor in Maki. I think. Uh, sure, I'll take I'll it. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. That was my. I, I really did just like feel excited. Both series heavily restriction. Yeah, it's not just heavily restriction. She has the cursed energy too now. Very cool. Very into it. Wait, she does no. She does. I just I, explained that. She got all of my. Could, she got all of my power. Have heavenly restriction with cursed energy. No, I think she. I don't. Isn't that the deal? Like she has Mai's per- cursed technique, right? No, she. She no, she uses um, she uses something similar to what Megumi's dad uses. I don't For think sure. he uses cursed yeah. energy himself. Yeah, but uh, you like, see, I think it's something different. If you see, she like. Elim- she, her twin sister killed herself, eliminating the cursed energy that was connected to Maki, which was preventing her from unlocking heavenly restriction. Yeah, but I mean, or rather, I think that that's. I thought the cursed energy thing, like it was indicated when the sword appeared, because you see that like the sword kind of materializes if you look closely when so, you return, and Mai's ability is just like making these constructs basically out of cursed energy. 
maybe that's what she did, like in her life, like in order to kill, like maybe she killed herself by you putting her last bit of energy into making that sword. And then again, I, I, I thought the point that was being made was that they were connected as twins. And again, like usually when you have sorcerers that are born without the cursed energy, they it's you know, you end up having heavenly restriction. That's what happened with again, uh, yeah, with, with uh, this dude's fuck, you know back. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm reading So the I, question begged, like, why? Why not? Why why didn't this happen for her? Which is also why her sister was saying, you know, by me killing myself, you can unlock your true potential. Yeah. She so also did say that. And again, she couldn't unlock Heavenly Restriction because the she's energy. linked to her twin who has cursed energy. Mm. Okay, yeah. And and she did say really that she'll take the cursed energy. Because her cursed energy was trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I could be wrong that's, too. That is the case. I, hopefully, they'll explain a little bit more as we go on. Um, yeah. We get explanations and crumbs in Jujutsu Kaisen, I feel, but. It doesn't take away from anything. I thought this was dope as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know the explanation will come in full eventually. Yeah. You can't, they can't help themselves. Very into it. Um, you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Then it's time to randomize. He said, is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 313, high speed, long range, mobile cannon. Um, last we left off, Deku has been on the run, being chased down by Lady Nagant, uh, who is basically a human sniper rifle. Uh, and All Might got, like, bombed, but his car survived because he's got the jeans mobile. And uh, he swerves out of the way. He's like, yeah, any other car besides Hercules... The car is called Hercules. Uh, That's pretty lit. Yeah. Um, you know, he's swerving out of the way, but then he notices the two guys that look like they have, like, the um, the Thunder Spears from Attack on Titan. Uh, they pull up, and they just, like, throw them at him. Um, and All Might just shoots out of the car before they could blow it up with the Thunder Spears. And um, the two goons are just like, oh, shit, that's actually All Might. He's <laughs> like... Uh, he ain't nothing now. Look at his wasted body. The real All Might died a while ago. And they're about to square off against All Might. And he says, stand aside. He's like, that boy has borne so much more than a burden that I've ever, than I ever have. A burden I forced on him. If the day anything happens to that kid is the day I die. And he kind of intimidates them. Uh, because he is still All Might, I guess. It's about to happen to me to Rhea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um meanwhile speaking of which uh Midoriya is just like zipping and zapping around uh trying to stay out of her line of sight uh he uh senses bullets coming at him he kicks one away but another one comes in and like slices him from the side um and she's like damn what the fuck does she have backup or something and then she looks like oh wait no, of course, all for one would give a tr- contractor something extra. And he's, he peeps her air walking. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool pattern. She's just like skipping on the air. And um, she basically. She shot, by, she shot behind her. No looking. Like, not even looking. Yeah, 360 no scoped him. Uh, just like, kapam. And he's like, well, being closer means 
quicker shots in succession. So the fourth can't help me react fast enough. So let's use the sixth. And he uses smoke screen to kind of just like keep her off her, uh, keep her out of, you know, seeing him. And um, the sixth uh, user for one for all comes up as like, yo, you know, that much smoke output puts you in at risk. You know, uh, even if, once you get out of the smoke, you're fucked. And he's just like, I'm trying to buy time. Uh, and all of this output starts to like take a toll as Midoriya just kind of like crouches over. He's just like, fuck. Um, and he's like, no, don't try to do that. That's even dangerous, more dangerous. And the uh, third user pulls up and he's like, I know what you're trying to do, but you're not good enough yet. Uh, and he says, you've admitted it yourself. And he and Midori remembers that talk that he had with Endeavor about how to kind of like train yourself and train your quirk. And, um, you know, the basic lesson of figure out how to handle two processes at once subconsciously. And once you got that down, throw in another thing. And Midoriya's, you know, kind of not doing that right now. He's just like kind of throwing everything against the wall at this point. And um, Midoriya's like, I don't have time for this right now. You know, I have to get Lady Nagant to tell me where uh, One for All and uh, All for One and Shigaraki are. And then I'll go after them next. So... Then he starts to activate the third quirk, Fajin. Um, and we cut. I did some research on this, by the way. Okay, cool. Um, wait, don't reveal yet. After, after, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. After that, yeah, I just wanted to let that be known. Okay, so we cut back over to uh, Lady Nagant, who's hovering over the air. Using like a super mega sniper rifle, like she even has a scope on her eye. Um, it's kind of cool, not gonna lie. Um, and she fires off. Uh, she notices Midoriya just pull out of the smoke. She fires off, and it just goes straight through him. And it turns out it's not him. You see this little darkness thing just emerge, and he's like, "She's like a decoy. What's he up to?" And she notices more people coming out of the smoke. She shoots all of them. None of the Midoriya are Midoriya. More darkness underneath, like, all the things that are covering them. Uh, one's got his backpack. One's got his hood. One's just the darkness thing. And um, she's like, hide and smoke all you want. You won't get away. And then through the building, all you hear is just, like, a rumbling coming from the building directly underneath her. And Midoriya just shoots the fuck out and grabs her arm. And is like, too bad I'm not in the smoke. And... That's where the chapter ends. Uh, Midoriya has seemingly caught up to Lady Nagant and is in close quarters with her. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, that was pretty slick. It was pretty cool. Shadow Clone Jutsu looks like, but I guess Brian has some research on the contrary. Okay, so um, essentially, uh, I've done, I did some research on... Chinese martial art. Oh, okay. Well, I've also watched a couple of uh, anime videos too, uh, anime YouTube videos to kind of get other people's thoughts on it. And um, apparently, Fajin comes from a Japanese, uh, not Japanese, Chinese martial art where it kind of, it's not even really about striking. There's no real striking technique involved with it. It's about um, discharging energy or, um, uh, kind of building up energy and then letting it out in a in a in a manner in a certain manner 
Um, what I think is, it's like Deku just built up uh, kinetic energy, and then um, he used it to kind of supercharge a jump, or to super. You could use it to supercharge certain actions. So, um, so uh, use Black Whip as a as a way to throw around all these diversions and shit. Was that Black Whip? And then he. That's what I thought it was. Actually, Black Whip. That's actually what I thought it was. I was like, that. What is that, Fajin? <laughs> and then it, I was like, yeah, I thought that was no, no, no. He was using, no, nah, he was using Black Whip to throw those little diversions. And then um, I guess he went inside of a building and then used Fajin to jump through every single floor of that building to get to her. I see. Without her, be- without her seeing him. Yeah. Okay, that makes kind of sense to me because I actually thought this was Black Whip. I'm like, that can't be Fajin. It looks too much like Black Whip. Like, cause you see the little black squiggly lines. He just, yeah. He, he, yeah, he just used he just used two quirks to set up Fajin because Fajin looks like needs time to use. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get an explanation immediately, like following the next chapter. But if that's what it is, oh, I'm... you could tell all of these things are kind of like extended, like yeah. they're connected. So he probably put them out real quick and then just shot up. Yeah, because it happened very fast. Yeah. That was cool. That yeah, was really dope. this was um, yeah, this was really cool as well. I didn't expect any of this. I yeah, it was so close. This was a cool little um, so close. Strategy. And this is Midoriya kind of running on fumes. He hasn't been sleeping a lot, and he's very much working yeah. overtime. So even when he's kind of like not at his best, he's he's still trying to be a little more strategic. Um, and you know, this may be like Midoriya may be just like too eager or too excited at this point and that i think that's the moral of this arc is that midori is just going too hard and you know he can't just be like all day all night burning the midnight oil just fucking going after these guys um i i suspect that lady nagant's gonna pull it off because she seems to be a pro hero like she is a pro hero and i don't think i think she'll have experience more experience fighting than midoriya does i think she'll just like come out of this the victor in, in the end i still think that but it was cool to see midoriya like try to go toe-to-toe with someone who's like this smart and this capable um you guys have uh thoughts no um not really yeah um, you know what? this was like such a good fucking chapter i hope he truly sacrificed that hood green to you know skimmel thing he did i mean they're I destroyed the book oh come on good. <laughs> they're destroyed like he, she destroyed nah, I his. I think hood. the scarf is still there, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. it's destroyed. You're right. No, yeah, no, all those things see? are fucked. When she looks at the decoy, no, look, we're still a decoy. Look, it's still there. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> Let me see. Hood is still there. She missed all the actual things that you hate. <laughs> She missed everything I hate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he could very well just never just get those things back. Hopefully he forgets about them. He's like, oh, man. She's going to take them, and she's not exactly going to go back for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this was a cool chapter. I'm I'm very into it. I can't wait to see um, what the Fajin really is. Uh I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, any more thoughts before we move on? No. All right. Um, 
if if Fajin ends up being as cool as I think it is, this is a fucking dope fucking experience for my hero. Yeah. And I'm really excited for the future of it. I'm really interested in what the the second user's quirk is. When you talked about energy and it not being about striking per se, I immediately was like, oh, does yeah. it mean shooting blast? Saving no. up energy and just blasting? But no, it's just storing energy and using it for a burst. But he can use That's... it for punches, right? Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll get more specific. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's you could still use it because he has float. No, no. What I what I think it's going to end up being is going to be like a crowd control type of quirk. You know, like something that he could use to uh, make some distance between people, like to push somebody away or to get away from somebody uh, instantaneously, like if he needs to, or some way, to, like just like how he did here, you could use it to close the distance really fast, like. It's just a short-term, like, CC quirk. I don't know what that means. Close CC is another way for, of saying Close crowd control. control. Oh. oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, conjecture. Basically, he could use it for his own energy, or he could use it kind of like Pain did with those force pushes. Oh, like my gee. Force pushes away. are pretty cool. If he could do four, well, I feel like I feel like him using it for, I think him using it for striking would be kind of like not very useful because he already has all might strength. So there's not really, there's no reason to really add more to that. I think him jump using it to, in more creative ways would be more interesting. On the contrary, um, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we have a blast quirk coming with the second user because of those gauntlets. So we'll see. Um. You know, I agree with that last thing you said, but um, I, like I was going to say, um, on the contrary, it could be something that is, you know, like all, like instead of just another like tool, you know what I'm saying? Like for, for like mobility or whatever, maybe it is something offensive where he can, he, maybe he could use it in conjunction with like his strength uh, to kind of shoot like, you know. I don't know. I guess if the next work is going to be blast, then he already has a projectile. I figured he was onto something when he was trying to like use projectiles to hit people. You know, when he's able to punch and send those airways. I thought maybe he used Fajin like that, like if not to like you know use the kinetic energy to launch himself. Maybe he can use it to launch like air mm -hmm. or whatever, like a stronger version of what he had before. I'm sure there's some creative ways that he could do this. Yeah, but if he gets something like that, it would, you know, it kind of is redundant. With, to uh, long range quirk. That's the second. I don't know. I think float and black whip are redundant, but at the same time, I think so too. I think you're actually kind of right about that. Completely different forms of mobility. Yeah, because we don't know the specifics of float, because we don't know if that necessarily means he can fly or if he's just like literally floating in one spot. Because he seems to need Black Whip to maneuver in the air. I think, like, float just allows him to, like, fly upward and one, like, up and down. Whereas Black Whip just, like, gives him more mobility. And that's, that's yeah. what could save him from being redundant. But I, I kind of agree. As it stands, like, that's how I felt as well with float and Black Whip. I prefer Black Whip because aesthetically it's the cooler quirk. Yeah. But I don't know. 
and then five years, if it really is just a means to another, like just another mobility type yeah. of quirk, that would be kind of annoying. I don't mind if there's another utility quirk. Me too. Because at the end of the day, he's a powerhouse. He's a beat him up type of guy. He's got that super trick. He doesn't really need more offensive skills, but yeah. I don't want to see redundancy just because the author thinks that this is some cool shit. <laughs> yeah, I would love force blasts. I I will deal with yeah. like almighty push, pain style force blasts from Fajin. Ah, that would be fire. But I don't know. I it's I don't like know. Non lethal. Yeah, well, it could be maybe like concussive blasts. You know, just like it doesn't kill yeah. you, but it's just like blam. Put cool. your rubble away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hero two. Into it though. I'm excited for our next chapter. Um, you guys ready to go? Then it is time. Yep. What does that mean? Boruto. I went with the what does that mean? Uh, This is Boruto chapter 58. The right job for idiots and bastards. I'm like, all right. Wow. Was that the name of this chapter? Yeah. Look at it. Look at the two-page spread color page. The right job for idiots and bastards. Uh, This is a two-page spread of everybody. Uh, I I like it, but I'm also like, it does look kind of weird in places. I'm what? It does look pretty weird. <laughs> um, that was kind of like the, you know, bro. It's it's something weird with this art, man. Like, I mean, it's gotten way better I, in manga. It's actually pretty good. I'm just like this color page is a little weird. <laughs> what's weird about it? I don't know. And just, I'm not saying that. I'm not quizzing you. I'm trying to really figure it out myself. Like, I don't know. Is it the blue clouds and yellow floor? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I think like the is characters it? look we like. I don't know. I guess like it's. I can't put my finger on it. It just like looks aesthetically not fantastic to me. Although I do admit the interior art is awesome. It's gotten way better. But for whatever reason, like they said, oh, it's your it's your week. To do a color page, it's like a color page. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. All right, <laughs> like that's the hottest. Yeah. Let me start, man. Let me start. Let's get into Boruto. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, so this chapter opens up with uh, Naruto telling Boruto about the meds, and um, and Boruto's like, "Whoa, this is actually pretty cool." Um. And Naruto's like, all right, yeah, okay, so this is a possible solution. And, you know, it's totally up to you if you want to do it or not. But just know that uh, one of the options, if you take this option, there's a risk that you'll die, you know. And Boruto's just, like, immediately takes one. And he's like, hmm, no no real taste. I could take them dry. How many of these do I have to take a day? And Naruto just goes, what the fuck? Were you not listening at all? And I kind of... This kind of like gave me the feels a little bit to see Naruto be an adult. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Naruto. And I like this moment a lot. This is arguably the best page of the entire. Yeah, I really did, and you know what? Yeah. It's also like kind of Naruto seeing, you know, dealing with what he was like as a kid, because this is also yeah. kind of a Naruto move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Naruto well. realizing that this was a piece. This is the piece of shit he used to be. <laughs> we just do something like this. Uh, I thought this was kind of nice. I I could do with more like Naruto, Boruto, father-son moments. They're actually weirdly far and few between in this series. 
Uh, yeah. Um, but in any case, she's Borto's like, look, I know it was risky, but you know, I've been preparing for this for a while now. Uh, we don't have many choices. We might as well experience all our options. You know, you know, in terms of karma, I'm already kind of fucked. So might as well, you know, throw it all on the table, try everything. But thanks. I'm grateful for these. Uh, it's kind of like a really sweet moment. Um, he Borto goes and meets up with his squad and Kawaki and he explains the situation with them. And Kawaki is like, what's the point of these meds? If you start, if you just like die because of these pills, then it's all for nothing. And um, Borto's like, I thought that was like a hypothetical, man. We should be exploring all our options. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, Serata breaks in and is like, just be quiet, all of you. We're trying to, we're here to train. Um, and Kawaki's yeah, like, make up on your own fucking side. For real. Kawaki's like, you, you think that we're matched for code? You think this fucking weak ass ninja training is going to do anything for us? And Boruto's like, yo, what's your problem, dude? Are you putting down Shinobi training? And um, Kawaki's like, it's insufficient. I mean, I don't know. The best way to do it is a different way. And Kawaki immediately just attacks Mitsuki. Mitsuki just like swerves that shit easy. He's just like, nope. What do you think you're doing? It's And he's like, whoa, that actually, you actually did pretty good there, Mitsuki. And uh, Mitsuki is like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. <laughs> I'm about it, about it. <laughs> Every now, and you know they start arguing for a while and they go into sparring basically um and it's a big cool kind of fight everybody's using their jutsu and shuriken and shit um basically kawaki uh uses like shadow clone jutsu against sarada um boruto and boruto intervenes and is like yo what's your problem i'm just gonna have to fight you now you know He's like, if we fight, then we'll keep training through actual training, whatever that means. And if you win, we'll fight through, we'll train through combat. Uh, and I'm like, don't you guys need to spar? Isn't that part of training sometimes? I don't know what this argument's about. Uh, and he's like, sounds interesting. I'm in. Uh, so, yeah, they fight. <laughs> they they both use, like, Shadow Clones and Karma. Um yeah. When Boruto uses his karma to absorb like the whatever it was that Kawaki shot at him, mm-hmm. first of all, he turned his arm into a fucking cannon. They shot a beam. I was like, when did he? When did he do that? I think <laughs> I mean, he, I'm not mad at him. It's been a while since we've seen him do it, but I I think I remember him doing that. He shot a whole laser out, bro. Yeah. Um, and then and then and then Boruto just with no hesitation karma mode yeah, absorb all of that. Nigga almost turned into an Ultra Suki mm-hmm. by accident. Just just to win a, a petty squabble. Yeah. Never forget that, guys. Hey, he pulls it back and he uses uh, Jutsu again. He goes, lightning style, thunderclap arrow. And Kawaki tries to absorb it himself, but it doesn't work. He gets hit with the thunderclap arrow. And then he... Oh, he re- doesn't have it anymore. The yeah. Karma. He realizes that, oh shit, I unconsciously tried to absorb it. Does that mean I'm becoming more dependent on karma than I thought? And they're li- and Boruto's like, I win. Got any complaints? 
He's like, damn it. I can't protect Lord Four and Lord Seventh if I'm gonna be this way. <laughs> and then they have this like very shonen moment where they're like, "You thought you could do this all on your own? You have friends now. Believe in us." Moment. And um, yeah, they look on. They're like, "Looks like these kids are more mature than we thought." Uh, and I guess uh, they win, and they're going to do their shinobi training the regular way because Borto won the fight. Um, and it ends with Kawaki declaring that he'll get stronger no matter what it takes. Um, I will say this. Uh, I think this just kind of proved that Kawaki was right because he kind of just like learned to fault through himself by training in combat. The only thing is that we don't know what the alternate is. Like, they're just kind of sitting in a circle while they're training Shinobi training. I wish there was more emphasis kind of placed on... They were both right, kind of. Yeah, they weren't... Nobody's wrong. I'm like, I don't know what the argument's even about because both of the training I imagine involved both things. It's just like doing chakra training or whatever they were doing or, you know, training through combat. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that this needed... I feel like this was just kind of like... To get to this point where, you know, they try to get Kawaki to realize that teamwork is more important and all that stuff. And I'm like, there's different ways to get there. It feels like a manufactured argument to get to this point. Uh, but also on the subsurface, I appreciate the little character development with Kawaki and that little realization in Kawaki's battle style is like, oh, I'm getting too dependent on karma. Maybe I should try something different. Learn some fundamentals, some fundies. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a good chapter. I didn't uh, hate it. I love that little moment with Naruto and Boruto in the beginning. I thought that was really uh, pretty good. And I we did say that, like, if we uh, immediately cut to just them training, A-okay, we'd be really good with that because um, Code and that girl was, like, a weird low point for a hot second. Uh, but, I don't know. I, that's all my thoughts. Do you have... Uh, Anything more to say about uh, Boruto? Brian, any thoughts? No, I, I've been really liking... I've been really liking Boruto recently, or for a while now. I feel like, um, you know, ever since... Like, um... Ever since, like... Well, what arc was it that things really started to pick up? Was it... The very most uh, recent The arc? Naruto retrieval arc? Huh? No, I wasn't always on board with it, but like ever since like a specific point, like I guess when the new content started, like the one that wasn't used during for the movies and all that, and Boruto really started to become its own, and I really like what they've been doing with it so far because um it's kind of been treating the the new characters like it's their own show, you know and. These guys, the the old cast and stuff like that, they're here for fan service, of course. But they still kind of it's it's not their show, and they make a point of that. And I really like how they're using the old characters too. They're not just solve all answers characters anymore. Now they're really like they took the time to make it so that the characters that are new have to step into those shoes, and I think it's appropriate. No, I agree. Uh, I've definitely been warming up to Boruto. Um, I'm still not totally in love with it, 
but I'm getting there, you know? I think, like, it's been good lately. I think it's been very interesting lately. Um, and this chapter was fine, despite, like, my little, like, honestly kind of nitpicky issues with them. Uh, but I like this chapter fine. I Like I said, weirdly enough, I want more Boruto Naruto content, because I feel like that's where we could get a little more development in terms of both of them. It'll go a long way to make Boruto more likable for uh, me, because he's still got a way to go for me. <laughs> like, Boruto on his okay. own. But, yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess that's all for Boruto. And that is it for our show. Wowee, what a crazy episode, you guys. I had a... This was a really fun one. Uh, I'm very excited. I hope you guys enjoyed it at home. Uh, we're closing out the show now. Thank you guys so much. You could follow me at the chris aspinall josh at jd cole underscore 37 brian at b.esp on twitter and instagram uh follow brian's twitch stream at its punchline oh twitch.tv slash its punchline uh email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com for any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk to you guys about on the show we will gladly take suggestions or comment below on whatever video you're watching uh if you oh, follow the show itself at New Jump City, take part in the weekly really good chapter of the week poll that we do every Sunday uh, or as long as that manga comes out. If there's a break, there's no RGC poll. But, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like, share the videos. Uh, it, give us a five star review on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. We are available. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, take care, you guys. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace. Nimrod versus Naruto Prime. Who you got?